Let's turn our Bible to um, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28-30. This is a familiar scripture to each and every one of us since it is a pre-Mother's Day celebration, so we're talking about mom. And I have entitled my message, Mom, the acronym, Making of a Mom. <laughs> okay, um, let's read it. Are you there? Okay, for the sake of time, let's go. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us pray. Lord, we just ask, Lord, for your presence to be with us. Set me aside and let your name alone be exalted. Move in the hearts of everyone, O oh God. Let your pure message, Father God, be instilled in each and every one. We thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. I have gathered the definition of mother here. A mother is someone who loves unconditionally and places the need of her children above her own on a personal level, and not only with words, but with actions. Right, ma'am? As a mother, we live, breathe, and sacrifice for the well-being of our children. We have a unique role in the lives of our children, beginning from pregnancy, infancy, adolescence, teenagers, young adults, and even adult stage. Motherhood is not a chore or unpleasant task. It is a calling and a 24-7 full-time job without pay. <laughs> okay. But I have a load of responsibility was placed upon us and sometimes it overwhelms us to the point of wearing us down so let's look at this scripture it takes us to the focus of our concerns in life it says there come to me i have two invitations of jesus that god had shown to me when he said come it is an action word jesus makes us an invitation sealed with a promise for us to come to him without hesitation, doubt, unbelief, double mind, but with boldness and belief. And he says there, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest in the Greek is anaputoo, meaning to pause, to cease, to refresh, to have a breather, to have a break. Oh, mom, we need a break an interval <laughs> or to take time to get away from something or some responsibility this is the result of coming to jesus for his invitation from being weary and burdened number two invitation of jesus take my yoke upon you okay the take word here in the greek is iro a meaning to deliberately live or deliberately take up and the yoke here he said is a wooden harness that fits over the shoulders of an ox or oxen it is attached to a piece of equipment the oxen are to pull so in other words jesus invited us to make a deliberate choice to enter into a working relationship with him and to come under his yoke to make our job more easy and manageable. 
the strength of Jesus and us together is unbeatable. In verse 29, we look at it. It says there, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. This is what I'm going to focus on. Jesus said, learn from me. So learn means to gain, to acquire, become informed. God has shown me three ways that we can learn from him. First is to wait patiently. God has given me Hannah is a great example. For the sake of time, I'm just going to give you the scripture. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 to 20. Hannah means graciousness or favor. She is called in the Bible as a whipping mom. She's the mother of Samuel and become a great judge. She's a barren woman, taunted and misunderstood by both her husband and Eli, the high priest, when praying through her tears. She's always in the temple praying from morning to sundown. She has the agonizing experience of infertility, the deep unsatisfied longing for children, the pain of watching others bear one child after another, the anguish of watching a mother kiss her baby face. She experienced them all. Then one day, as she waited patiently, God met her at the temple in Shiloh. This thing is something. He, God, not only answered her prayer for a child, but he also comforted her in his misery. He gave her consolation in her disappointment and strength to face her situation. I remember Angelica. We waited for Angel's conception for almost a year. So persistent to take pregnancy tests. Every month, I was like, God, when, when can I be pregnant? But I have a word from the Lord. I'm holding on to the Lord's word that before I reach the age of 40, I'm going to have a baby. I'm in the high-risk case that time. And then my lower rate to have a baby is so down. And... It's very challenging and difficult, too, since we're in the states of pioneering a church. But I prayed, I prayed, I prayed and waited patiently for God. And in God's own time, he blessed my womb. God is true to his promises. God is willing to meet us like Hannah. Whatever our distress or hard situation we face, he is willing and eager to meet our needs and give us his grace and comfort. No other person, not even your husband, not even your parent, not even your children or close friends can render the relief and support and encouragement at our God waiting for us. It says in his book, Isaiah 40, 30, 40 verse 31, they that wave upon the Lord shall renew their strength. In Psalm 27 verse 14, wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart, wait for the Lord. Second point that I want to share to you, ways that we can learn from God, is to trust wholeheartedly. Let, we'll see in the life of the Shunammite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 8 to 37. Let, just, just look at it in, when you go home. She is a wealthy Jewish woman. She's kind, generous, and hospitable. 
she it is a story when he she she accommodated Elisha the prophet the prophet to stay at her house she is childless and has a husband who is old and Elisha prophesied to her that God will give her a child and a year passed by and she bore a child but one day the boy got sick and died she knew there was hope even in the most devastating circumstances she had been promised a son when she was barren and now she tenaciously holds on to that promise even though her little boy lay dead in Elijah's couch knowing full well that their boy was gone but God who has given her the promise wasn't gone God was there no matter what she knew that God wouldn't forsake her and it happened to I can relate with that when angel was born the doctor said three times her heart stops meaning to say three times she died and said that the doctor said she could not live without oxygen and we found that also that she has a lot of disabilities physical and intellectual challenges her multiple surgeries five times was just a miracle that the surgeons were all amazed the doctor said it was a delicate and critical surgeries that every nerve has electrodes to monitor it with wrong move she will be paralyzed as we could see in this in the in the x-ray she has 22 screws that's inserted to hold the rod infused in her spine even with her knee reconstructive surgery the doctor said it is a unique case the doctor has never seen before it's the first time that they will do it no I trusted God nothing is too hard for God amen nothing is too difficult for him he is a miracle working God he's a God of impossibilities look at angel right now she's crying <laughs> she's a beautiful young girl a living proof of God's promises let this be a reminder to us that even in the most agonizing of circumstances, even when you feel abandoned, even when, when tragedy strikes, God is there. God is there. Trust his word wholeheartedly. God says in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes, they are yes, they are yes in Christ. Amen. Even in Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? This is the word of the Lord to us tonight. We trusted God wholeheartedly, for he who promised us is faithful. The third point that I want to share as we, we learn from God, he has to obey completely. An amazing example is Mary, 
the mother of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Just write it down and look at it when you go home for the sake of time. She was a virgin from a poor family in an obscure village in Galilee. She is a young woman of unusual faith and humility. When she responded to Gabriel, the angel of God, who has spoken to her, even her unqualified just God's plan for her life entailed great personal risk and suffering. She had endured seasons of confusion, fear, and darkness as the events of her life unfolded. She had the privilege of being a mother to the very Son of God and witness his death. Could you imagine how painful it is? And let's not forget, Jesus was the disciple of Mary before Mary became the disciple of Jesus. She saw him arrive as her baby son and watched him die as her savior. A big part of her painful privilege of motherhood would be to see her son rejected and crucified by the people he came to save. We can imagine that even if she had known all she would suffer as Jesus' mother, Mary would still have given the same response. In Luke 1 verse 38, she said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. It means to say, despite of everything, I will obey not just obey, but completely obeyed. She obeyed without reservation. She obeyed with no condition. No matter what he has promised, no matter how hard or impossible that promise seems to fulfill, he can and God will do it because he who has promised us is faithful. He is our Almighty, powerful God, and nothing is impossible to Him. In conclusion, let us remember, mothers, we have a place, special place in God's heart. Our labor is not in vain. Our reward or payment is in heaven, but the blessing is for future generations for our children. I want to end this also with the personal experience that my daughter has. She has a situation, with my daughter's situation, you know, she's a special need child. However, whatever, whenever people look at her, she's a precious, special gift from God. And I have seen angel used by God in so many ways. Even her spirit brings joy to people and inspiration to people. She shared the love of Jesus wherever we go, whether we are at the clinic, we are in the hospital, wherever we go, she, the people were attracted to her. And recently at the school, her teacher told me that she gathered her classmates and boldly prayed for one of the assistant teachers who suffered injury due to accident. Could you imagine? You could not, I couldn't take, you know, a special need child. But with her heart totally submitted to God, she did that. She is a good example. And the, the Lord has been pleased with that. 
I would like to end this. The investment of our time, effort, our faith, belief has a good return or profit. So don't stop investing in your child, in your children. Mothers, we make an impact in the lives of our children. Just learn to wait, trust wholeheartedly, and obey completely on God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we just want to thank you for this message that you have given us. Continually, let us be, let it sink in our hearts, oh God, and let us live day to day, Father God, pleasing in your name, O oh Lord. We thank you in everything, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll explain the bag in a second. Um, I just want to give all honor and glory to God. Um, I thank him for interrupting my life when he did. Um, I'd be so lost, and I wouldn't have what I have today if it wasn't for God. And I want to thank my pastors um, for believing in me, because I don't believe in myself a lot. So I take this um, privilege, I don't take it lightly, and I'm happy to be up here, and I'm happy to share with you guys, because I have a lot to say. And um, I thank my husband. <laughs> I love you, babe. You're the bomb. And my mom's here, and she was stressing me out. <laughs> As it got closer, she's like, Ihole. And I'm like, oh, stop saying that. You're stressing me out. <laughs> and lastly, I want to say um, thank you to Caprice, because I wouldn't be a stepmom if it wasn't for you, Brie. So um, go ahead and turn to James 1, verse 17. And um, for the sake of time, I'm going to um, go ahead and read it. And it's every good and perfect gift comes from above. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. And I pray, God, that you just use me. And I pray that this message that you gave me, Lord God, touches somebody and blesses the blended family. In Jesus' name, amen. So just to give a little background about myself, um, my wedding anniversary is on Monday, and I'll be celebrating seven years married to Vince. <laughs> that also makes me a stepmom for now, seven years. I've known Precy since she was a little brace face. She was 11 years old when I met her. I almost killed her, actually, the day that we met. We almost got into a car accident. It's a joke. It's not a joke. I actually almost did it, but we joke about it now. Um, and when we got married, I didn't really think that I was going to be a stepmom because she didn't live here. She lived in Vegas at the time. So I was the summer stepmom. I was the winter break stepmom. I was the long weekend stepmom. It was never a full-time thing. And it was always all about fun, fun, fun whenever she came around. So when Vince actually won custody of her, I freaked out. I'm going to be so honest right now. I freaked out. I wasn't ready. I think we even fought about it because I was like, whoa, 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 I didn't think this was going to happen, what's going on, I'm not ready. But and anyway, amen, God brought her here, and it completely changed the dynamic of our relationship. She came when she was um, a teenager, and 
those teenage years, I am so sorry, mom, because those teenage years, oh, man. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so uh, stepmotherhood has been filled with um, beautiful and precious moments, but it's also came with very ugly storms, um, the ugliest that I've ever witnessed. And um, it's really hard being a, stepmo a stepmother, having a blended family. You know, we all have these frayed edges about ourselves, right? So when you're trying to blend a family, it's pulling on all those frayed edges and it's pulling the very fabric of you and it turns you into somebody that you never thought that you would be. It makes you very weak and vulnerable and you act in ways that you never thought that you would act. And, you know, having to come up here and share about it, I struggled, I, I, I almost backed out because I didn't want, I didn't know how to come up here and encourage the blended family or the stepmom when I felt so defeated in that area. I, I'm, again, those teenage years, right? Like, we just bumped heads, we bumped heads, and I think I, just, I was just broken. I cried, I wept, you know, by myself. I'm at my desk, like, oh, God, what am I going to say? People are coming up to me, and I'm like, oh, sorry. But, <laughs> you know, it's embarrassing, but, like, God was dealing with me. So I had no idea how I was going to come up here and say, yeah, stepmoms, blended families, right? And the last thing I wanted to do was come up here and say, well, Preecy did this and Preecy did that. I didn't want to do that. So I, I was just asking God, like, God, you know, like, help me. And, and then as I'm asking him, I'm just thinking about all the fights we had, all the arguments, all the disagreements. And it's just, it just started getting really fresh in my spirit. My heart started to grieve because I could just remember how, how, um, how, disrespected I felt and how unappreciated I was and it just put me it just put me in a really bad place so I'm there and I'm talking to God and I'm like and she did that God and she did this and how am I supposed to say that when she made me feel like this you know and no one tells you no one tells you how thankless it is being a mom it's even worse when you're a stepmom because you have all the responsibility and no recognition for it so I'm talking to God, and I'm just telling him, like, God, do you remember how she did me like that? God, do you remember when she did that? And I just, this word just stuck out to me, and I was just like, oh, she's so ungrateful. And I, and I heard God chuckle, like he laughed at me. And I'm like, why are you laughing? Like, she really was. And he's like, you are complaining that she's ungrateful, but you're just the same way. And I was like, wait, no, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I try my hardest to be grateful for the things that I have, for the things that I've been blessed with. But he, he checked me, and I felt com convicted just on the spot. Like, it just stopped me dead in my tracks. And I want to have, I have, like, a little visual for you guys. Um, okay, so I have $10 right here, right? $10. And then I also have $10 in change, right? So if you were going to ask me for $10, which one would you prefer, the bag of change or the bill? Okay, the bill. Me too. But it's funny how we prefer the, the bill instead of the change, but the value is the exact same, right? This makes the bill no different. It's still the exact same. It's just change. But why is your perspective off? Why are you only looking at the bill? 
So this is what God was telling me. The gift and the provision, whether given in pennies or in dollars, is the same. The only difference is the weight. It's not easy blending a family. And I got so caught up in wanting it to look the way I expected it to look. And when we're in the storm, you know, the weight, the weight of it, it's just too much. And, and I, I found myself daydreaming about that perfect weightless family. And I got so focused on the details that I missed the bigger picture. Um, it's like you're so focused on the trees that you miss the forest. Um, it's no secret that I, I want a baby of my own. It's no secret. Everybody here knows it. And there are seasons that I go through when the want is just too much. It's too much, and I feel like I'm literally dying inside because I just want it so much. But why do I feel so entitled to have it this way? Why do I feel like just because I want it so much that I deserve to have it easy? When God is telling me I've given you what you've always wanted, you have it right there. <laughs> Biology is the least of what makes someone a mother. Biology isn't even a necessary component in being a mother to someone. Mothers are the women around you who guide you, the ones who encourage you and your dreams and help you pick up the pieces when you fall flat on your face. They're the ones that pray for you and with you, the ones who lay their life down for you, the ones who believe in you when you don't believe in yourself anymore, the ones who correct you when you're wrong. They're the women who inspire you, who represent all you hope to someday become a fraction of, the women who make room for you in their hearts, who open up their lives to you, and who simply hope to make a difference in your life even if it's in the smallest way. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And um, it took me seven years to realize that Precy is the perfect gift that came from above. <laughs> and how naive of me to think that even if she was my own, that like the teenage years were gonna be easy, right? Like, that's so naive of me to think like, oh, and it's my baby, she's not gonna act like that, whatever. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know how to end this. I really didn't know how to end this, but um, I have a request because I know that there's a lot of people in here that pray for me, that pray for my husband, and you guys know the desires of my heart, but I really want to change the perspective that I have on, on what I want. I want to change that perspective because I've already been blessed with everything that I've been asking for. I was just so focused on this instead of focusing on what I already have. So my request is that please don't pray for me to get pregnant anymore. I pray that I strengthen my relationship with my daughter. Pray that I become that woman of God that she needs. <laughs> and um, to Precy, 
I, I love you, Pri, and forgive me if I've ever shown you different, and forgive me if I haven't been the best example to you as a woman of God, as a wife, as a mother, all of it. You see me in my most vulnerable state. You see me when I'm mad. You see me when I argue with your dad. You see me when I'm happy. You see everything. You see it all. And you could have easily, easily moved back. You could have easily left and said, I don't want to be around her no more. I don't want to live here no more. But you stayed. You stayed, and you're still here. You're still here, you know? And I, I just, I love you, Bree. I love you. <laughs> I thank God for you. You're my daughter. You weren't, you, weren't, you weren't birthed in my stomach. You were birthed in my heart. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and close. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that this message, Lord, touch the stepmothers, Lord, and the blended families, Lord God. And I pray that you help them, Lord God, as they start the blending process, Lord God, or continue the blending process, Lord God, that you make the weight of it just a little bit easier, Lord God. And just know that it's not all in vain, Lord God, Jesus, that we do it for you because it's what you intended for us, Lord. I pray and I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to take this time to thank um, Pastor Esteban and Sister Chella for giving me this opportunity to be behind this pulpit because I don't take it lightly. It's an honor to be here, and I just thank you guys for believing in me that I can do this. I want to thank my husband and my four beautiful daughters for just putting up with me and loving me for who I am, even when I don't deserve it. I want to thank my mom. She's here discipling me at such a young age and reminding me who I am in Christ and reminding me where my true identity comes from and I thank you for that mom and my dad's not here but he's another one that would always remind me disciple me so I thank God this time um, I want to start off with a prayer we can just all bow our heads Father God thank you Jesus again for being who you are, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that you will put me on the side and you would take full control right now. Take over. Take over, Lord. I pray that it won't be Erica speaking, but it would be you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. I give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. At this time, I want to start off with the scripture, and thank you, Sister Gloria. Where are you at? <laughs> Um, for sharing what you did because um, you said it all right now. And um, I'm going to share a little bit about Hannah as well. Um, the scripture meant a lot to me because I could relate as a mother. Um, it goes, and she made a voice. I mean, I'm sorry, she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you would only, you will only look on your servant's mercy and remember me and not forget your servant. But give her a son that I will give him to the Lord.
for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever you uh, used on his head. That scripture meant a lot to me, even though it was read earlier. It meant a lot because, see, I'm going to give three things about Hannah that I've seen in her. She was a strong woman of God. She was a prayer warrior. She was a servant. And as mothers, we, it's hard sometimes to raise kids. It is. And sometimes when we pour out our heart like Hannah did, we're waiting for the results. We're waiting. We're waiting. Like, okay, Lord, I did what you said. I fast. I, 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 I no longer do this. I'm doing this. And, you know, you see my child still of the world. When are you going to save them? And when she was pouring out her heart, it reminded me. It reminded me of my place as a mom, my duty as a mom. My job is to love my children. My job is to disciple them. My job is to remind them who they are, where their true identity comes from. My job is to remind them that where they came from and who created them. My job is to encourage them and I know sometimes it's hard to encourage them, especially when they're disobedient. Especially when there's, they're, they're being encouraged by other friends. But my job is still to love them and to believe for them that God's going to do something. So my next thing is um, when, when Hannah was pouring out her heart, Eli the, uh, the priest thought she was drinking and if she was drunk and if she was drinking beer and wine. But Hannah replied, I, was, I am a woman who is deplete, troubled, and I have not been drinking wine or beer. I am pouring out my soul to the Lord. To me, that's heavy. To me, that's heavy because I can't tell you how many times I have poured out my heart and my soul for my kids, for my husband, for my marriage. And sometimes I tell God, what are you doing? <laughs> when am I going to see it, Lord? When am I going to see it? And he would always direct me to pray, intercede. And sometimes I would like, I'm not doing it no more because I don't see that my daughter's changing or, or my husband's not changing. And he would always direct me just to pray, pray, pray. Don't give up. Continue, continue. And... With my next point, oh, sorry, I'm a little nervous, so I do apologize. <laughs> um, I just want to encourage the women, those of you that are struggling having a baby, I want to encourage you not to give up on God just like Hannah. 
and to continue to pray and remember that he is in control. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, take delight in the Lord. It said, oh, I'm sorry. Um, so be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Take delight in the Lord and the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm a firm believer of that. I'm a firm believer. And I have to stand on that scripture all the time because that's what I stand on. I can't give up on God. I can't. I can't. I can't afford to. I, I, I can't. For the mothers that are struggling with their children in the world, remember that God hears your, hears your prayers and your cries and that you're not alone. Excuse me. And for my second point, in the beginning of the scripture that I read, I don't know if you guys heard, but she promised God that she would dedicate her son if God gave her a son. So when God gave her and blessed her a son that she named Manuel, I mean, I'm sorry, Samuel, Hannah remembered that she had to dedicate her son. Which brings me to, as a mother, it's hard to let go of your kids, especially when you find out you're pregnant, it's an instant love, instant love. And it develops more and more. And when you meet your baby for the first time, you're just madly in love with your baby. So when you need to give them back to God and dedicate them, hard. It's hard to give them back because you want to protect them. You want to be there 24-7 where they're at. You want to heal every wound for them because you're their mom. And God had to show me that I have to let go and trust God because I can't be with them 24 hours. Especially when you hear danger, especially when you're hearing all these shootings at such a young age, kids are dying. You, you can't help but feeling, uh, you get afraid for your children. And God had to remind me that they belong to him and their true identity, it comes from him. And they are a gift from, from God to me. He gave me two gifts. He gave me a gift of a mother. He gave me a gift of children. And he trusted me to raise them right. He trusted me to raise them, to lead them to him. So as my job, I need to release them because the last thing I want to do is hinder God's hand, God's um, plan for them. I can't do that. I can't do that. And the reason why I can't do that is because if my mom would have gave up on me, if she would have stopped praying for me, and if she, every time I would be of the world and, and I would do foolish things, she would remind me, Erika, that's God's temple. Stop messing with it. God, um, she would tell me, Erika, God gave you four beautiful daughters. I mean, three daughters at the time. You need to take care of them. So you need to stop playing in the, in the devil's playground. He's just playing you. And I remember I used to tell her, stop praying. Stop praying. I can't do this no more. Stop. I want to do what I have to do. I'm okay. 
She goes, Eddie, I would never stop praying for you. Never. So I just want to encourage you mothers and soon to become mothers because I believe there's going to be pregnancies here. I believe it. Soon to become mothers. That you would allow God to do what he needs to do in your life. And you will continue to stand even when it's bumpy. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the strength. But most of all, he's going to give you the power. He's going to give you the power to move and to be that mother to your child. I know I have failed my kids many times. But God didn't want me to focus on that. He wanted me to focus on what I'm going to do now. And because of that, I used to tell God, God, they're not even listening. They're not even, look, they don't even want to come to church. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. But when my daughter, my oldest daughter, we were up there and we were paying our ties, and she said, Mom, can I get an envelope? I said, for what? She goes, because I want to give my ties. When my second daughter, when she always tells me, am I going to go to life group, Mom? Am I going to go to life group? She always wants to be involved. When my third daughter is always talking about how God is so good, she's always sharing about what God did for her. At school, even at home, for my little one to remind me, Mommy, it's church. we got to get ready. Come on, let's go to church. That's God's power. He's moving. He's moving. So with my conclusion, I want to leave you. Excuse me. Actually, I want to leave you with two scriptures. One scripture is Psalms 17, verse 1. Lord, hear me. Hear my plead. Is just listen to my cry and hear my prayers. I also want to leave you with sorry. remember the verse, but I'm just going to say it because it's one of my favorite scriptures. It's in Psalms 2. Take the Lord and the Lord, take the Lord, I'm sorry, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Continue to stand on that. He's real and he's alive. And when he gives you something, he makes no mistake. So I just pray that you guys were blessed. I pray that you guys will just continue to seek God's kingdom and continue to be in his presence and continue to be used. Thank you.
I love the story of Hannah. It's just reminded me of so much of myself, of having to wait on the Lord and wait on what he's promised me and, and my family. And I'm just going to start with a prayer. Lord, Father, we just come before you today. God, and I just pray, God, that you would just speak to your people, that you will bring forth your word, God. God, I just want to give you all the glory and all the praise, God. Use me as a vessel, God. I love you. We love you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if we can open up our Bibles to Ephesians 4, verse 1 and 2. And it says, um, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And so before I start, I want to say thank you to my pastors. And thank you, Sister Chella, for always believing in me, even when I didn't believe in myself. And for always lifting up my family in prayer, for the prayer team, the women in this church. I thank each and every one of you for your friendship, your love. Have you locked arms with me during my trials and the storms? You've, you've been here right beside me, even when I didn't, even when I thought no one was there. But you guys were there praying for me. And I thank you guys because... If it wasn't for your prayers and you guys standing beside me, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it past that storm. And I thank God for, for my salvation. I thank him for his keeping power that even when I gave up on him, even when I gave up during that storm, God pulled me closer and said, Cynthia, come on, let's go. What are you doing? Your family depends on you. Your children depend on you. Your marriage depend on you. And I just thank God for that. And so I'm going to start with, we all know that a family establishes the house. A father and the husband is the head of the household, and the mother is the homemaker. And the mother always has the daily routines. We wake up, we get the kids ready, we pack lunches, we drop them off, and the list goes on. But all the activities are all fruitless unless the Spirit of God is in them. We should never make the mistake of leaving God out of our lives because in doing so, we are leaving the enemy a door wide open to gain access into our homes and our family and our lives. And I know that our daily routine at time can be so tiring. And as the mother of two children, I can say that I am constantly being torn by making sure my house is clean and spending time with my family, you know, and each, every time that I make a choice between the two, some days I feel like super mom and other days I feel like I, I failed to appreciate the time that God has given me to spend with my husband and my children. And I, I tend to feel sad, I feel incapable, and I feel physically drained not just for, for not feeling like I'm qualified to be a mom, but even with the hits that the enemy throws at us, you know. And, 
But those are the times. These are the times that we must grab a hold of God and use our sword and stand on the word of God. So if you turn on Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. But are we, when we read this scripture, do we just read it or are we really trusting in the Lord? Are we really trusting that God will strengthen us as we are home, as we go about our daily lives? Are we seeking him for that refreshment? His word says, they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. But do we walk around our house weary? Do we walk around our house with the long face complaining because we're tired of the work that we have to do as mothers? But come on, ladies, we have to grab a hold of that strength from God and believe that the Lord knew exactly what he was doing when he called us to be strong mothers. Philippians 4.16 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The word says that Christ is our strength. Even when we feel weak, Christ is our strength. Then there's days when we grow so irritated with our children because either they're not listening or we have to continue to repeat ourselves and grab them and, and they go into danger and we're pulling them close to us. Or even for those parents that have the adolescent children, the teens, in their season of disobedience. But we must be clearly aware of these times and make sure that we're fasting and praying so that annoyance and irritation does not control our behavior. And we don't end up being too harsh on them. The Bible says in Colossians 3.21, fathers do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. As parents and mothers, we have to be really careful with the way we treat our children and the way we talk to them. We want, them, we want to bring them closer to God. We don't want to push them away. That's why we have to be intentional with how we talk to others and even our character because people are looking at us and even our children. Our children are great observers of, of how we live and what we teach them through our actions. And mothers, we have a great calling to nurture and teach our children the ways of the Lord. And we can only accomplish this through total surrender, surrenderance and obedience to God. Only through him, mother can, motherhood can be such a rewarding and joyful calling. Only through Jesus are we able to raise our children in humility, with gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for them, letting them make mistakes correcting them but also loving them and listening to them not conform not conforming to their worldly ways but being the authority in their lives to advise them and redirect them toward the light and path of Jesus Christ you know so I just want to share a little bit you know past these seasons I felt like I was stuck in a storm over and over at first, I felt like I was fighting. I was fighting. I was like, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to fight. But then there came a season when the enemy was lying to me, 
making me feel like nobody cared for me. No one cares for you. But he was just a lie. It was just a lie. He lied to me so that I would backslide. And even in that season, when I was away from the church, I would always think, I don't belong here. I got to go back. I got to go back. And my main concern was, what are people going to think about me when I come back? But I went. I came to, to a perspective where I was like, I don't even care what nobody thinks of me. I'm going to be there because I need God and I need Jesus back in my life. And so when I came back, it was the opposite of what the devil had told me. Would he lie to me? Everybody cared for me. Everybody loved me. And they were expecting me. And they were praying for me. And I'm just so glad for that. And in that season, I do remember sitting on the couch at home. And I, it was a hard day at work. And I was irritated at home with the children, with my husband. And I remember... I was just thinking there on the couch, and God reminded me of this, of a season in my life, which was in my early teens. I was, I, actually, it was in my early 20s. And at that moment, in that season, I felt depressed. I felt alone. I, I felt empty. I even felt suicidal. And I remember God showing me an image of myself, and I was praying. And I was crying, and I was telling the Lord, Lord, bless me with a child so that I would never feel alone, so that I would always have somebody with me that loves me. And that's when God began to speak to me. Cynthia, I gave you not one, but two. And you are entitled to teach them my ways. It's your job to redirect them. Don't let them just fall into the pit of the lies of the enemy. Fight for them. Fight for them and fight for your family. And it wasn't until that season, and I do thank God, because if it wasn't for that season, I wouldn't have learned how to fight on my own. Like Sister Chola said, she had to let me go. And at that time, I didn't understand, but I thank God she did. I thank God she did, because it taught me to get up on my feet and fight. Fight for my family, fight for my children, fight for my husband. And I just thank God. I just thank God of his keeping power in my life. I thank God for everything that he's done in my life, for, for every season, for how far he's brought me along. Just looking, just thinking about the old person that I was, looking through old pictures, just made me remember how lost I was, how ugly I was. But that season of struggle, that season of storm had to come because it had to break me. It had to break that person that was, was fighting with my spirit, that ugliness that I was holding on to. And I thank God for that season in my life. But God has called us women, mothers, grandmothers, daughters. God has called us for a higher calling. God created, created us to be unique, to stand out, to be separated, to be a warrior and a princess. Don't let the enemy lie to you and punk you. No matter how tired you are at the end of the day, don't back down. Stand up and fight. Be a watchman of your home. Be a good watchman of your home. All mothers have been reward, rewarded by the Lord. 
And if we turn to Psalms 129.3, it says, Children are a, a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. So we are rewarded, women. We were rewarded with those children. We were rewarded to, to teach them about the Lord, to guide them. So don't take your children lightly. Don't, don't, don't see them as a, as a burden. But they, these were children that were given to us because God knew better. He knew that we would be perfect for them. God knew that Aaliyah and Amaya would need a mother like me to fight for them, to be there for them, to not let the enemy come in and lie to them and, and taunt them. And I thank God for that. So I just want to close with that if we could just.